Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we're going to talk about the market update, what's going on in the market, big changes. So we'll talk about that um, and how it's affecting you. Once again, let me turn whatever is on off. There we go. See how I figured that out. That's that's live TV. Last week, my wife walked in on us while we were doing our, our show, and I said, uh, you know, I bet this ever happened to Walter Cronkite. And, um, and none of the kids understood what, who the heck Walter Cronkite was. And I'm like, well, maybe I'd update a little bit more and say, you know, this never happened to Dan Rather. Of course, they don't know who Dan Rather is either. So I have no idea who the new people are. So uh, anyways, I'm just going to have to stay dated. So what's going on in the market is um, it's pretty simple, right? Interest rates have gone up. Um, our sales are down 30%. So for the third quarter in 2022, uh, that's starting July 1, sales are down 30%. And it's across the board, 30 in Fairfax County, 31 in Prince William County, 30 in Loudoun County. So, so we have sales that are down. Now, you know, what does that really mean? Does that mean, um, uh, you know, the, the, the key to this is the inventory is down 30%. So if the inventory is down 30% and the sales are down 30%, then that means that the market is not really moving in the direction of the buyers or the direction of the sellers. We're maintaining. Now, who is this bad for? Well, it's bad for realtors to make a living on volume. It's bad for real estate companies that make a living on volume. Anybody that makes a living on volume, mortgage companies, settlement companies, um, real estate company, you know, any, anyone that has to do with that, uh, uh, home inspectors, uh, anybody that services the industry. Um, you know, so it's just the industry is down 30%. Now, the, the key here is that the, the, that it's the inventory. So let me give you an example. The last five home, four homes that we listed, right? Gold, gold standard listings that we listed. All had multiple contracts, all sold at above list price. Three out of four were all cash. Um, none had home inspections. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. So that What's the difference between having a home inspection, pre-home inspection, and not having a home inspection? If it costs you hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna, I'm going to really demonstrate exactly that way with the last with three homes. So you know it could cost you hundred thousand bucks. So we're getting out in front of that, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the bottom line is those sales uh, to settle will settle within two weeks, so we can be able to talk about that. But I mean, three out of four all cash, um, multiple contracts, prices above list price significantly, not, not just a little bit, significantly. Um, so is the market good for sellers? It's great for sellers that are smart, that are smart, right? If you're a smart seller and you got a smart agent, it's awesome, right? If you overprice your house and don't prepare your house and don't inspect your house and and your house is going to sit there with everybody else, it's going to be not a good market. Now, so if you're a seller and you do it right, you're going to be rewarded. If you're a seller and you do it wrong, that's who the buyer's pool should be looking at. The buyer pool should be looking at sellers that overpriced their house, or maybe it kicked out on a home inspection item, or, you know, people that are sitting around for 30, 60, 90 days. I mean, for gosh sakes, last week, I think we pointed out that more homes had withdrawn and declined and sold in, in that month. So, um, you know, buyers can take advantage. Smart buyers can take advantage of the market. Now, 
The odd thing about this market is, which I've never seen this before. So the interest rates, and we all know they're you know going up, but not for everybody, right? So the jumbo rates, rates that are over $647,000 are at about five to five and a quarter, okay? So the big lender, the big money is relatively inexpensive compared to the last 10 years, relatively inexpensive. But money under 647,000, um, those rates are like six and a half percent, okay? So who's really getting hurt here? The homes that are in the conforming arena. So who's this hurting? It's hurting people that are buying $600,000 homes, not buying $1.6 million homes, right? People at $1.6 million, not hurting them a bit. People that are selling their homes at 600,000, 500,000, or buyers trying to find a 550, $650,000 house, those are the people that are getting hurt. So if we wanna look at the winners and losers, you know, the higher price ranges are winning and the lower price ranges are not, right? Which just means that if you're in the lower price ranges, you need to stand out from the rest of the people, right? You need to stand out. So anyways, you know, that's the way the market is, but I mean, for the last four houses that we put on, boom, 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 um, over list price, multiple contracts, no home inspections, um, you know, prices is well over list price. So fire pools out there. We just got to find them, right? We just got to find them. So, so let me talk about the one thing that I think is, is become in the last 60 days more important than anything, right? So we have a listing, the listing gets a contract. The contract is for list price, right? Big price, list price, and it kicks out. And the home inspection, it kicks out. I gotta have coffee because it's coffee with Casey, forgot to It kicks out because of the home inspection. When it comes back on the market, that's an immediate loss of 50, 60, $70,000. In some cases, you got a big house, it could be $150,000, right? So, what you had and what you lost because of a home inspection, maybe is a hundred, $150,000 difference. It's at least 50,000, right? So let's just, let's just bank that if we have to do a home inspection and we, and we fail, which is a 50, 50 shot, too high of a risk for me, uh, way too high a risk for me, right? I have no risk tolerance whatsoever. You're going to lose $50,000. Now, on the other hand, right? We took a 1909 house. And, and we are now recommending to our sellers to get up front in front of this and get a home inspection. If we see any issues that there may be with a home inspection, older house, maybe not the greatest condition, we're getting home inspection, right? So we get a pre-home inspection. So we get a pre-home inspection on a 1909 house, right? The seller doesn't want it. We don't want it, right? Because it's, work and there could be disclosure issues and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what we want, right? It doesn't matter what you want. It matters what you have to do. So we do the home inspection. They do come up with a few things. Those things are fixed, right? Now it goes out as a gold standard listing that's already been pre-inspected and da, 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 multiple contracts, bump up X amount of dollars, right? So instead of people being concerned, holding that, which holds the price down, Instead of them being concerned that it may not pass inspection, which limits our contracts and limits our pricing, 
And then if we failed a home inspection, if that inspector found the things that we found, then the whole contract may have kicked out, right? So now we're not going, now we're not talking about a million dollars, we're talking about $900,000. What's the spread? It's a hundred thousand bucks. So, so pricing would have been reduced and the risk of kickout would have been increased, which means we could have got 900,000 instead of a million. So what's the value of that pain in the tail home inspection that we went through and we had to fix items and we had to clean bill health, the home inspection, two weeks, you know, you know settles quickly. Um, we got way more than our list price. So the home that contracted at 995, and again, this was kind of before the home inspections really kicked in. Um, the home inspection kicks it out. It may end up in the, um, it may end up in the, uh, you know, low to mid nines, right? And the home that went out at 950, they got their bump. So again, I will say that if I so much as sniff that a house needs a home inspection and that kind of protection, um, we're going after it. Yeah, we're going to go get it, right? And, and we're going to pay for it. I mean, I'm paying for it, right? So all sellers got to say is yes, and that makes it a gold standard listing. But I will tell you that having a home not get inspected, losing money, getting bad contracts, kicking out, remarketing, and all that stuff, it's too big a risk for the sellers for me to put that decision on them. It's like, we're just going to get an inspection. And when a, a buyer walks into our listing, they're going to see that inspection and they're going to not want an, not only are they going to not want an inspection, but for God's sakes, it's already been inspected. Now I'm bumping my price. Now more people are in the buyer pool. So let's just say 10 people kind of interested in the buyer in the house. And um, they have some inspection issues, a little old, right? So maybe only three or four want to take a risk on putting a contract in and going through that whole process. They want to risk, putting money on an appraisal and a home inspection and all of that stuff. So let's, let's just say that 30% of the people do it. Now we're down to three people, right? Well, if it was inspected and those three people may bid in here, if it was inspected, maybe seven people or eight people are interested in that house. So the buyer pool goes up, the contracts goes up, the prices that they give us go up. And then not only do we get the elevated prices because of the bigger buyer pool, but we don't have that risk of it could kick out and then, we could go down here, right? What is this? The Delta is hundred grand. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. We have two listings that we're launching this weekend. We're not inspecting either one. Why? Because it's gonna be a fight at the bat rack. Uh, one's got $350,000 worth of upgrades in it. Beautiful house. The other's a gorgeous house, well-maintained, great lot, great everything, great school. So, so both of them are priced correctly in that 1.1 to 1.2 range. Um, they're coming out on coming soon. They're in Vienna. You get the Flint Hill, I believe, is both of them. Um, one's going to be in Lakeville. Um, so, so we're going to start, you know, am I going to do it with every one of them? Probably not. Am I going to do it for 90% of them? Yeah, we're going to do it 90%. Of them. We're going to have them inspected, right? I do not want that risk of, of something going wrong. And for the two houses we're launching now, it's like, yeah, inspect them. We don't care. I mean, they're so pretty that... Anybody coming in is going to fight at the bat rack to get the houses. So for that, that house, nah, maybe I'm not worried about. 
Um, but like I said, for, for 90%, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. We did have a beautiful house in um, Vienna on Bryan Drive. Uh, just go, go on, about two weeks settlement, all cash, way over list price. Um, now, let me tell you, so here's, here's, the, here's the real key. And I know we've talked about this before, but that house, um, you know, sellers felt this, I felt this. So we tested this, didn't, didn't test well, we got to this. And before you know it, it sells for this, right? It sells way over their expectations. So I, I know that Samson Properties is um, asked me to do a, a class on predictive analysis. And I know that they're showing it to every one of their offices. And I think that you agents really need to take that very serious. When you're going to put a house on the market right now, you need to make sure that that house is priced correctly or it's going to sit, right? Again, half the house of McLean went through, half the house is sold. So we want to be the ones that sell at Samson Properties. So please pay strict attention that you make sure that, um, you know, you've done your predictive analysis, you've done your accurate pricing, um, and, and we make sure we test that. Now, um, in the next two or three days, about 15,000 people are going to get an email, uh, uh, a card from me. If you're in uh, Vienna, Oak Hill, uh, Centerville, or whatever, Oakton, you're going to get a card from me, right? And it's going to tell you what your house is worth based on the percentage of assessment, right? So let's say I have a $1.4 million house. And we're going to test the houses, you know, in that price range. And we're going to come up with a, what our seller is getting as a percentage of assessment. Let's say it's 120%. Then you'll get a card that says homes in your area, which means your price range and your market area are selling at 120% of assessment. 120% of your assessment is this number, right? Now, is that what your house is worth? Is that what you're going to list it at? No, but that's an indicator, right? That's an indicator that people are getting 120%. If they get 120%, then my house is worth 1.4, 1.5, 650, 685, whatever the number is, then, then the percentage of your assessment is that number. Now, how does that mark? How does that change, right? Well, if you put 350,000 in upgrades and your neighbors didn't put anything in upgrades, then you're gonna, you're gonna have to adjust. You'll, you should adjust your expectations of what your house is worth. Right, so condition, upgrades, lot, and market conditions dictate, right? What your current value is worth, what, it, what you could sell it for. And let's say that everything is selling at 120%, right? In some cases, in your specific case, they may be getting 120%, but they're asking 112 or 114 or 115, and people are bidding it up to 120. That doesn't mean you just throw your house on the market that number. We need to look at your condition, and I want to talk about that in a second. Condition, upgrades, uh, lot, and market conditions. So we currently are in a market condition state that let's say I have a bigger house and you have zero competitors on the market, right? Well, that's great conditions for the sellers. But that number would change if there were six houses on the market. If six houses are on the market at 120% and they're not getting 125, 128, and they're not getting it, right? Then, then that's a problem because there's a lot of competition. So it really market condition changes on a weekly basis. So you really need to um, take that number with a grain of salt, 
That's, let's call that our, you know what? Let's call that our bedrock. That's our bedrock, right? That's our number, that's our bedrock. Now we're gonna go up and down based on all of the items that I've talked about before. So I know somebody's gonna call me and say, okay, my house worth 1.4, put it up to 1.4. Read the document, it says, values adjust for condition upgrades, lot and, and market conditions. And then we wanna look at where everybody's listing their house at. So some may go off at that number and some may not. Some may go off of higher, right? Some may have so many upgrades that it's $400,000 in upgrades, which is extraordinary for that market, then we would go with a higher number. So really what I'm trying to do is give everybody a bedrock. So if let's, let's say for example, and, and this is, this is an accurate example, let's say I run all the houses that did um, that um, with, with Drew, unsold. I guarantee you, I go in there and find they're on the market for 136% when their market is selling at 120. So some realtor came in and said, Hey, I can get you a bigger number for your house. They listed it higher. It withdrew. They got angry, right? They withdrew. All right. So now they'll look at what I'm saying and saying, well, house worth 120%, but we've got this, this, and this is upgrades. Final value goes up or down based on condition and upgrades, right? So, so we will be sending out about 15 or 20,000 of those cards per month. Yeah, per month. So I'm going to make sure everybody, everybody in my market is up to date on where their bedrock is, right? Where their percentage of assessment is selling for, you know, it was 130. Now it's 122. You're just going to have to, you know, we got market changing. If you're going to adjust, you got to adjust with the market. But I would just say this for sellers. Great time. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to say or make a case that it's a great market for sellers and a great market for buyers, right? So let me, let, me, let me put it another way. It's a great market for smart sellers. It's an awesome market for smart buyers. So this is no place for idiots. This is no place for amateurs. This is no place for Uncle Bob pricing a house or Aunt Joyce who just got their license pricing a house. This is a place for professionals. Smart sellers win. Smart buyers can win even bigger, right? So let's say this house goes on the market for a million dollars and it goes in and all of a sudden they flunk a home inspection because they didn't do a home inspection. And before you know it, it's down to 900, 915, 920, okay? One buyer is gonna pay a million dollars. Now you get it for 920, right? You get it for 920,000 bucks. Pretty damn good deal where you would have had to pay a million. Now, you, now you've got a 10% discount on that house. And now you're going out finding, taking advantage of. Now, to all the buyers out there, don't walk into a really great listing that's got a lot of competition. Everybody's looking at it and everybody's bringing in contracts and trying to cut the needs out of that listing. So if you want to cut prices and go low, then you want to let houses sit on the market for 30 days. If you just need a house for your family and you're looking for the best house available, you're going to buy them in the first week. Still, you're going to have multiple contracts. Still, you're going to have to compete with other sellers over, or, yeah, with other buyers over list price. Just got to do it, right? So how do you make a case for this is a great seller's market and it's a great buyer's market? You just put the word smart in. Great market for smart sellers, great market for smart buyers, right?
So let's talk about another thing we're going to do. So I, I, I uh, we got a train strike coming on. We already have supply issues. Uh, looks like the union's going to go on. And what is that going to do? If trains shut down, um, there goes the supply chain even worse. It's going to make things worse. So we rented a warehouse. We're buying a bunch of stuff right now. We're buying, you know, what are the normal lamps that we use in a dining room? Uh, buy a bunch of them. What are the normal lamps that we use in kitchens? Buy a bunch of them. Um, what kind of hardware do we use? Buy that. Um, the pictures that go on walls. So if you see the wall hangings of a house, you know, it comes through in pictures that if the wall hanging is big and wooden and um, dated, right? Even though it could be a Picasso for God's sakes, it's dated, right? We don't want to see dated when we do that. So we'll fill that warehouse full of modern, up-to-date, cool-looking wall hangings that in the picture of a dining room, you're going to see a nice, cool, modern piece, right? You're going to see a modern lamp and you're going to see a modern piece. So we're going to go ahead and make the investment and we're going to, you know, fill, you know, fill our warehouse up and get, get, get just what we need, right, for our clients. And if we can still order it, fine. But I just got a sneaking suspicion that if the if the trains go on, and this is not a hoarding thing, this is just making sure we have the stuff we need to operate our business and for our sellers. So, you know, sometimes we'll go in and say, seller, buy a rug or buy a thing. We're not going to do that. We're going to buy them all. Well, I mean, we're going to buy rugs. We're going to buy wall hanging. So when we come into a house, um, you know, Kelly and Morgan and Colby and, and uh, Billy and, you know, our, our group, Pam, they're just going to go to the warehouse, pick what they need, put it in the house, make it look like a modern house, you know, at least a transitional home and, uh, and swap out some of the wall hangings. Cause that's what really shows up the most in the pictures. Right. So as long as people see modern wall hangings, they think modern house, it's lipstick, but it works. Right. So we're just going to make sure that, you know, moving forward. And I will tell you that we've done four and a half percent listings forever. Those are 5%. Now. We're going to, I mean, anybody that's in the pipelines, that we've already met with, it's four and a half. But the bottom line is the pictures are going up, the Google ads are going up, geofencing is going, everything's going up ridiculously. And um, so we're gonna move to five and we are going to, but we're gonna throw in, we're gonna have the home inspector. Yeah, I'm paying for that. And the reason is I don't want a seller to go, well, should I or shouldn't I? And, uh, we're gonna do it. If I recommend it, we're gonna do it and I'm gonna pay for it. And uh, we just need to make sure because the seller doesn't know what I know or what we know, what my team knows. What my team knows is if it's not inspected and should have been, you could lose a hundred thousand bucks. So now, um, this is a selfish thing, right? This is a selfish thing for us. Uh, it makes our job easier when we get this done. Um, I always tell people that in a market like this, um, you are either driving the bus or you're going to get hit by the bus. And the last thing I want to do is be standing next to you when you get hit by the bus, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to stand in the middle of the street with a seller going, I don't think we're going to hit by a bus. I'm going to get out of the street. I'm going to put you in the bus and we're going to drive the bus. So if, if we do have a home inspection on our side and everything is clear for, clear for takeoff, we're fine. If I feel that we're going to get mobbed with buyers on uh on a sale, I may not. 
right? I may think, hey, we're still in 2022 or 2021. I don't think we're gonna get a home inspection on this, but if I even sniff, I think that we're gonna have a little problem. I'm gonna go ahead and have it inspected, right? I got one house that's had $350,000 of upgrades. And the last thing I need to worry about is an inspection on that house. So, um, you know, so not everything will be inspected, but if I think it needs it, we're gonna do it. So again, um, when a seller gets hit by a bus, not getting inspected, not doing what we ask, not getting things prepared, um, it's a long haul. It's, it's getting more brutal for the sellers that are not in compliance. So we're just gonna make sure that we you know, do what we have to do. And that means pricing it correctly, right? And, and again, I, I um, you know, again, somebody asked, you know, do you, do you not take listings? And, and yeah, we had one where they just, you know, they weren't gonna move on the price, they weren't gonna fix it up. So I'm not gonna, you know, we just, we'll just have to take a pass because the bus is coming. And I don't want my agents, I want them spending their time on good sellers, good buyers that are realistic about what we're doing. And we have a, a, a certainty of success, right? A certain percentage of success. We're gonna stay in that wheelhouse. And I recommend that all of the agents at Samson do the same thing. Do not take bad listings. You do have to be up to date on what the market conditions are, what that home should be priced at, do your predictive analysis, set the house up so it looks like a, a modern house or at least a transitional house um, with the you know wall hangings and carpets and all that stuff whatever it needs um, they're not that expensive um, you know just a quick tip you can go to home goods and get a 59 dollar wall hanging that looks modern as can be and put it up on that wall and it looks it looks like you're in a modern facility so so we'll have those available um, we're not going to leave it to chance um, this is you know, anybody could put a house on the market uh, six months ago and pretty much you're going to do okay. Um, we fought to get the highest price. That's why we do it. We want the highest price. Um, our listings sold at 9% higher than the market. So that's, that was our gig right now. You have to do it just to get the people in the door. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're headed with this. All right, guys. So hopefully you're up to date on the market. Is it down? Yes. Is that bad? No. Is it great for the sellers? Yes. Is it, I'm sorry, stop, 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 stop. Is it a good market for sellers? No. Is it a good market for smart sellers? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're still getting what we need to get. And we're going out on top. And I know you've seen my charts before. And the charts show that the prices ran up in 2005 and then came back down to the value line and worked on the value line all the way to 2020 and then pop 25 to 30% over the value line where they currently sit. And we're going out on top. So if you're a seller, go out on top. Rent for about two years. Just rent for about two years. Then get back in the market, okay? Then go buy, right? Maybe a year, year and a half, but you wanna make sure that interest rates go up, that the, that the economy goes into a recession. As they start to drop those interest rates, that's when you wanna start moving. Right, because most of my sellers have a lot of cash, and um, you know, and they're just downsizing. Right, so let's just put your cash in a bank, have a good time, rent a place, just date wherever you want to live for a little while, and then move in. Now, if you're a family with three kids, you need to put down roots. You need to buy a house. I got one on one coming out on Oak Valley, and one coming out on uh, on Lindell Lane in Lakevale. So if you uh, if you need a, a, a house, put down roots and have kids go to a great school um, 
and, and enjoy a great community, we already got that. That's, that's who wants to come in on these two houses. All right. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. I hope you got something out of it. Um, you know, this is, this is a market for smart people. This is not a market for, for amateurs. This is not a market for Uncle Bob or, or Ann Joyce that just got their license or your, you know, uh, people that are just starting out. They should be working with more experienced agents until they're experienced enough in this market to go out on their own. Hope you've enjoyed the show. My name is Casey Sampson. I'm at 703-508-2535. And I hope I've explained those cards you're going to be getting in the mail in about a day or two. And uh, like I said, you'll get one every month. And I'll make sure that everybody's up to date on what their house is worth. Um, and then if you want to know what it's really worth, uh, what, you know, moving up and down from that point, then you just give me a call. We'll run the numbers for you. All right. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or see all the hard work that Julie does at CaseySampson.com to see what's, what's current in the world. We'll see you again next week on Coffee with Casey. Bye now.